Cooper's Mild Ale. Triple M rocks the ashes. G'day, it's Gus Walling. You know Triple M rocks cricket, but we also love a laugh. Here are some of our team's highlights from day two of the first test. James Brayshaw, Aaron Finch and Brad Haddon. One over down, none for four. The Triple M TikTok scoreboard. Anaconda stats, Ash. Yeah, JB, Warner and Harris opening partnerships have only averaged 17 from eight starts, just with Marcus Harris. Last 10 innings, going at 13. Well, just ease up on the negativity, Ash. <laughs> trying to get this little bloke's test career going. <laughs> the bloody hell do you think you're doing? Sorry, the last of those. This is a captive audience we've got here on Triple That's M. It's only Australians listening, so yeah, keep right. that crap to yourself. But a nice bit of seamage from Robinson, first ball. Yeah, and that's what he's known for. He does bowl really well to left-handers. The, the interesting thing I, I found about Ollie Robinson, and I hope the, the Aussie guys don't miss this as the series goes on, he said before the start of the series, he said, oh, the Aussies have bad banter out in the field and, and I'll engage if I need to. He's never played us. Mm. <laughs> so what's he, what's he about? talking about? So <laughs> I hope David been listening won- to you through the stump mics for a long time, Bradley. <laughs> yeah, well, that would have been good banter, actually, um, in an Ashes campaign, <laughs> Finchie. <laughs> So when Hads was dominating as the wicketkeeper for Australia, I was working for nine at the time, and he was sneaky. Very sneaky. Because he'd walk away from the stump mics. So I'd be talking down to the truck going, turn him up, turn him up, I need to hear what he's on about. And he just sneaked away so you couldn't hear him. The other one that he used to use quite a bit, because you've got the stump mic box just behind the yep. just behind the stump. stumps. Brad used to scratch around that yeah. with his with his spike, so you get it. <laughs> yeah, as just as he was speaking. <laughs> exactly right. Hey, JB, you talk about those stump mics, and, and a good mate of all ours, Brad McNamara, who used to yes. do work with, with Triple M, he said to yep. me one day, walking out of the ground, he said, Hads, do you know I can hear everything you say as clear as day? So if you're going to say something, he said, you've got to walk away from the, the stump mic. I said, buzz it. So he's to blame. He is to blame. Frustrating it. Well, I wanted to hear it because I knew there was nibble, especially, <laughs> Always. especially Stokes. That series that was on. On like Donkey Kong. Every time Stokes came out to bat, Hads engaged. There weren't but, too many blokes who walked out to bat that Brad didn't engage no, that's with. That's true. That is true. But you, you saved your best for Stokes in that series. Yeah, I did. It was interesting. We, we had a meeting. Michael DiVenuto was um, assistant coach, and he, and he said, oh, Stokes, he can get a bit reactive if you get into him in his first test. So I remember sitting in the meeting. I said, oh, well, if I see an opportunity, I'll... I'll take it. Mitchell Johnson wasn't too far behind. He said, Hads, oh, I think I can create that opportunity and, and we'll have a go. <laughs> Talking about the wobble ball on the way through, Hads, I think you might have just missed Jason Gillespie, but speak to Tim Nielsen. He was a nightmare. Nightmare. Yeah, I've spoke to Tim Nielsen about that. He said on many occasions uh, he's gone to take the ball and the, the ball's ended up in his in his chin. Bit of luck. It could have hit his yep. that big nose of his and he could have got it fixed. Nose. But, yeah. He was a nightmare, yep. Gillespie. Well, it would have hit his nose. Anywhere near his face, it had hit his nose. It just <laughs> took over the whole thing. I saw him during the lockdown at the Melbourne airport, had Tim Nielsen, and I knew it was him from behind, <laughs> and I came up to him and he said, how do you know it was me? I said, I could see your nose from behind. Is <laughs> how big it is. Mind you, Jason Gillespie, that's a fair honk as well, two of them. Jeez, that's fast. It is. 151. First time in the summer we've Ooh. got up there. That's nice. We'll see uh, Tubby Taylor park back here, former opening batsman for Australia, thinking, thank Christ I don't have to put up <laughs> with any of that. Look at him. Oh, he's just 
motion to me that he's getting the flute out and deal with it. <laughs> that, that is a man who is dead set kidding himself. Has. He would have cut that. He went no, or, or gone for the pull. Those, mid, those half volley pull shots Tub used to bring out, I loved with the really bad Stuart Surridge cricket bat. Here we are. James Brayshaw, Mark Taylor and Greg Blewett. Just having a, a chat to Tubby before we came on, yep. said, you know, where have Triple M got you staying? Uh, we won't name where, <laughs> uh, but he, they, he's got, they've got them in an apartment, oh. but he said uh, the problem is there's no bar. Oh, no. Tough so bar. we need to... Tough. I, I can't believe that. <laughs> I can't <laughs> Who believe does the booking? You've tipped into that. <laughs> Who does that? Surely you could have I, taken well, matters into your own hands. I must admit I was a bit slack before yeah. this game. I, you know, we weren't really sure where we were going to be. We were yes. at the Gabba yeah, or true. whatever. So I, I, I left, I left, you know, I left yep. out the powers that be, and I thought, well, it'd have to be a bar at the hotel we're staying. have to be. I don't think you've ever stayed in a hotel in your life without a bar. I didn't realise there was one. <laughs> <laughs> that is criminal. <laughs> so a couple of little takeaways last night. Tubby then? Or... Uh... No, as I had what was called an AFD last night. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Alcohol-free day. I have plenty of them. And you feel better. Oh, I have plenty <laughs> of them, seriously. You, you feel better for it? since 2003. No, I've never, I've never, never woken up feeling so bad in my life. <laughs> I'd be going this to Ewan Giles, normal. who runs sport for Triple M, and I'd be saying, Ewan, I need to find another hotel. <laughs> yeah, I ain't staying in one without a bar. Yeah, that needs addressing. Uh, my must have, wife rang up. Well, she was. She thought it was a good move. Yeah, yeah. Of course I, she I got did. a feeling she might have taken over as my manager. <laughs> <Dude>. <laughs> well, you got another five days after Christmas down here, so you can't put up with that again. Well, you got to, Adelaide. We've got you sorted. Matters in your own hands, Tub. We've got you sorted. There, Adelaide. Yeah, yeah, you're right. better than that. You've been off the circuit for a while, and yeah, you've lost years. Your, you've lost your way. Yeah, I've got, I've got the shakes <laughs> up too. <laughs> Mark Howard, Mark Taylor, and Greg Blewett. Mark, something I need to bring up with you, and it, it kept me awake last night. Oh, here we go. I, I haven't had the pleasure of, well, I haven't had the pleasure of working with you before, and your nickname has obviously been for a long time, Tubby, and I, I don't think I feel comfortable going with that, and, and I look at you now, and you're a sort of slimline operator, <laughs> so have you changed your name? Are you happy for me to go with Tubby, because you are anything but Tubby? My grandmother always said to me, uh, call me anything but late for dinner, uh, was what the, she used to say, <laughs> and I, I think that's a good call. Um, uh, I've had all sorts of nicknames. Actually, Greg Matthews gave me the nickname Tubby. It, it came from MT. Mark Taylor was, was MT, and then eventually said Mighty Tub. That's how it started, and it just became Tubs after that. And that was many, many years ago. As I said, I don't mind it because, as I said, it's not late for dinner. Um, so, uh, you know, I've, I've just lived with it. So, no, no problem at all, mate. Go, go ahead and call me what you like. I've had worse. So, what would you call Merv, Howie? Extra tubby? <laughs> hey, now that hurts a bit, though. Because what? it makes it sound like we're in the same category. <laughs> I don't know about that with Merv. Now you're starting to offend me. <laughs> he's up and down like a yo-yo, though, Merv. Like, sometimes you see him and he's, you know, he's advertising uh, certain brands and he's, you know, he slims down and then uh, a couple of months later you see him and he's... <laughs> complete reversal. <laughs> No, I, I can't knock the big fella because he picked me up today. I, I was with Finchy. He dropped Finchy off and came and got me from my apartment. All right. He looked after me. Oh, gee, he was dirty. Was mate. he on time? Well, he was. Yeah. Well, I, I said to him, what time are you going to pick me up? He said, oh, about 10. <laughs> I'm thinking, aren't we on air at 10.30? <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, we have plenty of time. I said, oh, I wouldn't mind getting there for the first ball. Yeah, you know? actually oh, watching oh, yeah, watch the game. Yeah. Oh, okay, right. So he got me at 
So now he's dirty at me because we were here 45 oh, minutes you, before the first ball. You put him out. Yeah. As both you two gentlemen will know, and just so our audience understands, radio, she's a five minute before the first ball. TV, <laughs> it's about a six-hour operation. <laughs> you get here very early oh. for the television. As you would know, Tub, and you would, Bluey, as well. Yeah, well, Tubby's worked all those years for Channel 9, and I'm currently working for uh, Channel 7. And, yeah, it was like I didn't leave, Howie. I woke up this morning and uh, walked into the <laughs> studio. And it was like I hadn't left. <laughs> My man, uh, Brett Lee, he went from the test match directly through to the big bash last night. So he came oh. very bleary-eyed. Ooh. He did the double stint. That's a, that's a tough tough day, oh, opening day. Absolutely. Well, that never happened in my days at, <laughs> at nine because we, we didn't have the big bash. So yeah. at, least, at least at six o'clock you, you could sort of clock off and yeah. go home. Yeah, mm. So I, I don't envy that position at all. Very thirsty, the Channel 9 commentators too. <laughs> well, it was uh, led to believe. <laughs> so it's different in your camp, isn't it? Hey? <laughs> hey? Geez, you've changed. Hey? <laughs> Gus Warland, Lord Ian Botham and Murph Hughes. That's almost a wide there. And, mate, in test cricket, I, I can't see the value of saying if it goes overhead high, it's a wide. Because as a bowler, what you want to do is try and get overhead high so if the batsman plays a shot, he can't control it. Mm. So he hits it in the air. So taking that away from the bowler, jeez, oh, it's a batsman's game. They've already caught him for one wide oh. over the, over the uh, batsman's head already. Listen, test cricket for Listen. mine. Depends how well you hit it. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way you used to hit him. I've never ever seen anyone duck their chin into their chest, swing their bat, and hit the ball so far. Heading the 81 brings back memories. Yeah, I didn't actually uh, see the point. It was going to hit me. I didn't want to watch it hit me. So. Really and, these, and, these, and these boys wear helmets, don't they? Yeah, and, and, and also, if it hits me on the head, you have to replace the ball. <laughs> Melon head. Isabel Westbury, Callum Ferguson and Brad Haddon. The score's looking a little better than it might have been because Ben Stokes, he got out David Warner with a peach of a delivery. Hooping back in, completely missed it. You thought, where, who needs to do it abroad when you've got Stokes in this kind of vein of form? And then, of course, the inevitable. The, the heart drops, it sinks to the ground as you look for the replay and Stokes knew it already. He bowled a noble. What a moment in the game. It was a big one as well. I've actually got a great person to talk to about a similar situation on air with us right now. Brad Haddon, have you got a, got a story or two to tell about? That's noble reprieve. <laughs> yeah, afternoon, is the afternoon, Ferg? Yes, I've, I've been the beneficiary of that also in Ben Stokes' first test in, in Adelaide. I, I remember he nicked me off for 50 and I got halfway off the ground. There's a big cheer at Adelaide. I, I turned around and, and his foot was halfway down the wicket. So... <laughs> Um, yeah, I remember the day um, very, very well. So, Hads, I think half the tents at the back of the, uh, the Adelaide Oval members tipped over as well when that happened. The call went round and the, the crowd, the people who hadn't watched a ball live all day, celebrated raucously in the tents out the back. I, I tell you who wasn't celebrating much was Ben Stokes. When I walked past him, just <laughs> tapped him on the, the bum and said, oh, mate, congratulations on your first test wicket. It's a big moment and well done. And, <laughs> I just took off back to the um, the batting crease and next ball, straight past my nose. Not an overly you. emotional character either, Stokes. Yeah, I reckon he would have taken that pretty well. <laughs> yeah, not one to get riled at all. No. no, 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 no. No, he dealt with it really well, really well. Um, I can't repeat what he said, but I tell you what, 
It was game on for the next half an hour. Yeah, Ben Stokes did not uh, deal too well with me. I, I, I thought it was the right thing to do. You know how hard it is to get your first test run or your oh, first test wicket. Absolutely. So it's a huge moment for him. Just he didn't play by the rules at that time. Well, it was it was Tom Curran as well who um, who thought he had his first test wicket about three or four years ago in the 2017 Ashes when Warner was on 99 and Curran had been bowling for little reward. I think it was MCG. Yeah, it was, a, it was the Boxing Day Test. He thought he had him and he no ball as well. Oh, technology. And this is the thing that really is breaking my heart at the moment, is that England are bowling bloody well. Yeah, they have. They've been right in, right in the Australians' grill, not giving any freebies away at all, testing their defence, and they just haven't been able to make the breakthrough so far. And you know, To see the ball clatter into the stumps of David Warner and, and have to have that one overturned it just, would have just about broken their hearts, wouldn't it? It just seems one of those... So yesterday, when you think about Australia's bowling, obviously they bowled really well, but everything went to hand. No drop catches, two beautiful catches down at fine leg uh, by Hazelwood. Everything, you know, everything went well. Well, as Hads mentioned, if you play by the rules, those things start going your <laughs> way. play by the rules. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Dan Ganane, Mark Taylor and Andy Lee. Tubby, we're in the presence of greatness here, Wokes about the bowl. Not only Andy Lee, one of the great funny men of Australian radio and TV, but we discovered one of the great name droppers. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Last night... Hugh Jackman taught me how to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Who texted you last night, Andy Lee? Oh... Funnily enough, I got a text from the Australian Test Captain, Pat Cummins, and he said, how'd your debut go on the radio? <laughs> he wrote to me. I said, I think yours was better, mate. Have you stolen his phone? Is that, what you've, is that what's happened? You've, you've got hold of it and you're setting yourself... Well, he knows how important Triple M's broadcast yeah, exactly. is. Yeah, exactly. That's understandable. And he did what most would do, Andy. He put it straight onto social media as soon as he had the text message. Woke's first ball, let go. Yeah, so I just hoped it wasn't too much in his mind as he played mm. yesterday, worried about how I was going on the radio. Uh, Pro- probably would have got tenfer if so, he wasn't so concerned. So, with me. so when did you badger him to give you his, give you your number, give him your number? Should I say it's one of those funny ones. Yeah, when it comes to all the people I've met along the ride, um, never didn't care if you know, Lady Gaga comes in, Taylor Swift, you know, not interested. But then as soon as the sports person came in, <laughs> I get the jitters, <laughs> suddenly get nervous. Yeah. But I was going to comment to Paddy that, you know, anyone can get five for if you can just bowl yourself. Oh. You know, like, bowl yourself as long as you like. You know? <laughs> well, he brought himself on after, what was it, four overs? Exactly. And then brings himself on for the tail enders. It's, uh, it's a nice place to be, the captain, isn't it? It, it is. And it, uh, as I said yesterday, if you're going to be in, in a position of power, make sure you abuse it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and uh, as a captain on that sort of surface, uh, there was no doubt he was going to bring himself on early. So he gave Stark the obligatory two overs. Yes. One wicket wasn't enough. Off you go. I'm on now, son. Hey, Tubby, was there a bowler in your day when you were running the show that six wickets down, seven wickets down, would start to just uh, roll yeah. the arm over just to show you, Captain, I'm uh, ready? <laughs> oh, no doubt, Warney. Warney was the king of that. <laughs> so they should rate wickets differently, shouldn't they? Tail enders should be yeah. worth half. Top, yeah, top five or six, maybe top six. six. Then, then the last five, yeah, 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 yeah. It'd be bowl beautifully though. Yeah, oh, must, mind you, bringing Warney on um, for the tail was always good fun though, because <laughs> generally a lot of lower order players didn't know much about leg spin, so mm. it was quite humorous at times to watch some of them try and play <laughs> Warney. <laughs> I heard Warney this morning on the coverage talking about David Warner saying he had Olympic fitness. 
Right. And I was thinking, not all Olympians are that fit. <laughs> I mean, we could say Merv has got Olympic fitness right now. That's one of the shooters. <laughs> Maybe a weightlifter. <laughs> I'm not saying anything. No. He, he annoys me enough as it is without, without adding to that. <laughs> you know, you blokes weren't kidding. He is an energizer bunny. Mm. Pest. He doesn't stop. Now, Alan yep. Border nicknamed him the fruit fly. He's good fun, as large as pest. Is <laughs> it? That was many years ago, the fruit fly. It's one of his first nicknames that I, I knew Big Mervin as. He, he thinks slightly differently to me, David Warner, which is probably a good thing. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen too many of your dances on TikTok, Tom. <laughs> I'm working on them, though. Now they're a sponsor. I'm, yeah, I'm working on them. I'm working course. on my moves. Yeah. You on any social? Social. Social media? Social well, club. That answers that, that, answers that question. <laughs> I am on the gram. No? The, the grand, grand. Call it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, geez, that, yeah. oh my Doesn't god! That sound natural, Instagram Andy? share price has dropped dramatically. <laughs> I, I've, I've dropped, I've the, dropped the Facebook and I've gone for the, the grand. grand. Oh my god! Is that right? Is that? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I don't want to be disrespectful, but your age group, sort of, you're in the Facebook region. I would have thought. <laughs> James Brayshaw, Lord Ian Botham, and Mark Taylor. Sitting back to Mark Wood before Tub. One of the things that I, I love hearing old cricketers say, and we all fall into that category when Woods comes steaming in, is they look sagely at the screen or at the ground and they go, eh, he doesn't look like he's liking it. <laughs> Who does like yeah, it? That's right. Please raise your hand if you enjoy facing a ball 150 k's around about sort of chest to throat height. There are two idiots in this same vicinity, R. Ponting and G. Blewett. They're the only two blokes I can think of that actually quite enjoyed that scenario. Yeah, it'd be interesting talking to someone like Ricky. He, he was probably, particularly in recent times, the best at playing the hook and pull shot. But but even he, uh, sort of towards the back half of his career. Yeah, Kimo Roach. Yeah, Kimo Roach got him. I think yeah. in Perth hit him, yes. hit him, and that that ruffled his feathers a bit. And he probably didn't play the the short ball as well after that. Yeah. Um, but but if you ask Ricky Ponting to honestly say, did you really enjoy it? He might say enjoyed the challenge of it. Yeah. But do you like it? I don't think anyone loves it. I didn't like it at all. Yeah, but you're different. Okay. You're a different kettle. We are talking been. about players. All yeah, right. we're talking about you know, people who have got a oh, bit of toughness. Need, in. You don't need to put the boots right in, mate. What's your school retaliation? Someone with a little bit of intestinal fortitude we're talking about him. No, I just giggle at it because there are better players of it. But when you, when you ask former cricketers if they enjoy that part of the game, you won't get many that say yes. No, I've been talking a bit about Merv Hughes in here. No, facing Merv here. He let you know about it, didn't he? When Shield games, yeah, you didn't get too many in your own half. No. When, when Merv loved it, loved it, because he knew, even if he wasn't getting you out, he knew that he was, yeah, he was ruffling your feathers. Trying to hit you in the head. <laughs> Mind you, Beef provided him with an open head here at the Gabba in 87. And Welcome to Test Cricket. <laughs> <laughs> no, he never left a cricket ground without testing the bounce in the pitch, Merv. Did he? No, no. He always knew what the bounce was about halfway down. He, but you know, what, he, he was, you'd have him in your side any, every day and any day because if when the tough, when it really got tough and going, you wanted someone to throw the ball to, yeah. he'd still run and give you what, everything yeah. he's got. That's right. Even if it wasn't going well, he was, still he was having a crack. He'd still go. I'm just wondering which restaurant Beef's going to head to. If this gets any worse, he'll just down tools. You know, I just get the feeling if this gets, sort of continues the way it's looking now, it'll... We'll find him at Lamaro's or Chin Chin, just sitting basically on his own in the corner. Moe. 
What's Wouldn't the be the first time. <laughs> no. What's the result got to do with that? Okay. <laughs> Where would he be anyway? Well, it just, he just might get there earlier. Yeah. Mm. And stay longer. That's it. <laughs> A little place down in Albert Park. Oh, hello. Little Ricardos. Can't see my boys down there and girls. <laughs> Mark Howard, Aaron Finch and Andy Lee. Chew man, hello, Julenko. Yeah, spot on, Howie. Just recapping, when Warner was dropped in the slips by Rory Burns when he was on 48, just with England, since the start of last year, they've only caught 78% of their slip chances. Only Bangladesh have a worse record in test cricket <laughs> during that time. No offence. <laughs> Not too many stats you want to be alongside Bangladesh, do you? <laughs> when it comes to cricket, they're improving, though. Bangladesh, aren't they? In white ball format, they're, they're very dangerous. They're, they're a side that has got match winners. Shaka Balasan, obviously, who's played yeah, obviously played for 50 years. <laughs> yeah. you, you didn't know that he played for Bangladesh? No. <laughs> yes, you did. You're a cricket nuffy. Don't, don't sit here and pretend to be the funny man. <laughs> you, are, you are a cricket nuffy. I'm a bit of a cricket nuffy. Wokes now into the attack to Warner, who's on 60 off the 117 deliveries. Labuschagne 55 from 96. Oh. Only wicket to four today is Harris. Oh. I think there's a streaker. There is there's one. Streaker. Extraordinary scenes. This is where TV needs to be better. You yeah. need to show this, Andy. He has got clothes on, which is disappointing. But he's evading well. It's a try. He's made it across the other side. Needed four people to bring him down. Where's Dan Ganane? Yeah. He's, he's in for a try there. <laughs> exactly. And what I like is there's just security guards taking off from the other side of the field now to help out. And I think they're using their opportunity to get on the Gabba. But, but now's a perfect opportunity for someone at the other end to get on. Exactly. The security guards have all, all flooded down one end of the ground. That's what I used to do at the MCG uh, when I was running on, uh, if someone kicked 100 goals. So Dunn still kicked 100 goals once, and there'd be the security guard all waiting. And you'd wait for a mate to go yep. and draw the security guard, and that's when you You're a real go. good yeah. friend, aren't you? You're a real good friend. <laughs> this is the difference between television and radio broadcasting, too. TV, you don't mention it. Triple M, it's like, let's see the streaker. We need to see more of it. Yeah. Probably be the highlights of the day. In fact, this will probably be in the highlights package. Yep. Two, two sons, Mark, for mine. Um, he's, he's pressed a shirt. It's not sure if it's long sleeves, but he should have gone the nude, even wearing a hat. Uh, disappointing as far as streakers go, but the, cor- the courage of him, fantastic. Dare I say, on Australian, being fully kitted out when you're a streaker? I think so. I think so. Normally, you've got to go completely in the nud and no grooming. That's, that's, that's how a streaker is best served. The man beside you, I can see Finches later in his career, maybe after a couple of beers at the MCG, getting the kid <laughs> off and running across the place where he won the World Cup. Well, Hamish and I have a pact that if we both get to 90 years old, <laughs> we are streaking... In a at wheelchair. The, at the MCG. Right. So don't, don't want the old ball bag to get caught in the fence line as we go, <laughs> go across. But, yeah, we've, we, I don't know what the price will be for a, for a streak when it gets to that because it's going up every year, isn't it, Howie? It'll so, be a real droopy affair if you're at 90, I think. <laughs> so another 50 years. It, it might cost us 100 grand each. Yeah. Oh, well. We've made the pact. Hopefully they have exoskeletons and things by then. So I'm in some kind of robotic suit. An NFT of you. <laughs> Which would just, yeah, get me, give me the edge as I streak across the MCG. Can't wait. David Warner is the type of person, though, that would get distracted by a streaker. That, that, that's right in his wheelhouse. He, he would love somebody doing that. So hopefully for over these next couple of balls, he can really lock in. What are they having? Lunch? If you're batting, what are you eating? 
Well, I found it quite interesting today that myself and Merv yeah. were on in the lunch break on Triple M yeah, just to, give, to, to give everyone else an opportunity to <laughs> take another lunch. <laughs> it was strategic. Don't worry. Were you all part of that? Yeah, we all ran in there quickly. We knew the big lines were coming. <laughs> <laughs> Tight budget. They can't afford it. <laughs> yeah. Gus Wallen in there as well. We knew to make sure that we could get to the lunch first. Incredible shrinking man at the moment. Big Gus. It's no longer Big Gus. We also noticed in the break, I'm not sure if it came up, but um, that an ad came on which Merv Hughes was in. He's wearing the exact same exactly. shirt, he's, the shirt he's got on today. <laughs> he's, only he's only got two of them. He's only got the two shirts. So anyone in the Hughes family, if you're listening, Christmas is coming up. Yeah, you'll know his size. I'd suggest going to Loman's The Big Man School. <laughs> Not sure if they've upgraded and have an online opportunity for you. But get in quick because Australia Post is under the pump. <laughs> the Big Man School. Beautiful shot from Warner. A little bit of width from Robertson there, and he's throwing his hand through it. Not quite out of the middle, off the toe, toe of the bat, but it's got enough to go to the boundary. He's, he's looking in great touch now. From the very first ball he faced this morning, his energy looked high. He was looking for singles. He was, he was like a cat on a hot tin roof early. That's a scrumptious drive. Yeah. Oh, scrumptious. 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 And he's Absolutely. gone down the Bruce delicious path. What about our man? Someone had logged onto thesaurus.com just before coming in here, hadn't they? Oh, scrumptious pitches. That's it. Look out, Bruce. <laughs> I don't know if I should have brought this up. You've worked in the media a long time, so you can probably steer our way through this. But oh, I see a, well, a bidding war developing. I was listening to Fox Cricket last night, and Glenn Maxwell was on comms and was outstanding. Mm-hmm. And then I was on Triple M Cricket yesterday, and his captain in the Australian setup, Aaron Finch, was on, absolutely outstanding. And I can see the network starting to clamour across all sorts of media. I can see a bidding war developing for when these boys retire. What advice have you got for our man Finchie? Because he's good, but Maxi was very good last night too. Oh, no, Finch is fine. He's already sorted, I reckon. Uh, is he? Uh, yeah. I think he's already signed somewhere, <laughs> WSC style, like the World Series. <laughs> I reckon. I reckon he's just walking with tall. The car he pulled up in was pretty good. Uh, right. Merv's car. Yeah. Merv, Merv dropped me off yeah, today. Merv picked you up, didn't <laughs> <laughs> What the TV networks need to deal with, though, they typically sign ex-Australian players that are coming out of your 250000 yeah. a year playing for Australia, but now the IPL boys are rolling in where they're one-plus millions. You're not going to attract these two without some serious financial heft, I wouldn't have thought, Andy. Well, from Hamish, in my perspective, the key was, and this is why Triple M uh, taking up the cricket's good for you, Finchie, is you need your manager to go to TV and go, well, it's going to take them a lot to get away from radio. And then when, about, <laughs> when you go across the TV, they go, look, it's going to take them a lot to get away from TV, back to radio. So don't worry about the actual individual networks. Just play them different mediums off each other. That's, that's well, the way to go about it. Well, Howie and I do have the same management. <laughs> we do. We do. If they can find half of what they pay you, I'll be a happy man. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen your house in Bowen Heads. There you go, Howie. I I I, I had a chat to my manager the other day, and I said, whatever you do, good heavens, re-sign me at Fox before Finch does, because there'll be none left in the salary cap. (laughs) It's like dark at North Melbourne. It was dark, and then there was no one left for anyone else, so you had to get your contract signed. Schwatter used to win best and fairest for fun and was getting bugger all. (laughs) Very true. Finchy earlier on, Tubbs was telling us that he one day at the Gabba went out and forgot to wear a box. Oh, what about that story? <laughs> Devin Malcolm. Have you, had, have you had a situation where you've forgotten a bit of equipment? Never. Never? Back in um, second 11 school cricket days, we had a, a, a mate of ours 
playing called Mark Butterworth. And he had all the kit on, thigh pad, chest guard, gloves, no. helmet. No. He's walked out, <laughs> box in, forgot to put his pads on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, Butsy. <laughs> It's the most obvious one. I've never seen a group of humans laugh as much. I should laugh. Like, I watched Farwood Ahmed walk out in a Sheffield Shield game and forgot his bat. <laughs> Thought it was under his arm. Just get walked, got halfway out to the middle, forgot it. Wokes to continue for the Vulture Street end. He's just going to look to keep nagging away here. He's, he's been a little bit unlucky. He's passed the outside edge quite a bit, but he's probably just been on a fraction on the shorter side. And any time he has over-pitched, they've, they've really punished his drive. He's not looking that threatening, though, Wokes. Don't say things like that. <laughs> Don't say things like that. Where, where is your etiquette as an Australian fan about karma, about the Moz? <laughs> Don't say it. It's only a Moz if you believe in the Moz. Do you? Nah. I do. <laughs> I can tell. How long does the Moz last? Am I clear now, or...? No. No. <laughs> Okay. Till the end of this Chris Woke spell. All right. All right. I can tell you, if you're in commentary too and you say, you know, Marnus is on 94, he's on the way to his potentially six test hundred. Yep. That's it. And he gets out. Yep. Social media, it is your fault. 100% of the time. <laughs> yep. Massive number of tweets. You got him out. You got him out. People believe this stuff. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Cooper's Mild Ale. Triple M rocks the ashes. Dan Ganane, Greg Blewett and Brad Haddon. I've loved the discipline of Labuschagne. I, I know, you know, his strike rate's actually better than David Warner's at the moment, but he's let a lot more balls go than David Warner. He's just, he's, at the Gabba, I think his blueprint is absolutely perfect. He makes them bowl to him. If it's not hitting the stumps, he's not hitting it. So he makes them bowl fuller. And then he's good down the ground as well. So, um, so far for me, his batting's been unbelievable. Well, he came into this test averaging 60, and he's already surpassed that in this dig. So Warner has ridden his luck three real chances on 17, bowled off a no ball. Rory burnt the drop catch at 48, and then the near run out from Hamid at 55. But he's still there, Warner. And, and Marnus Bluey, going back to that, he's one of those batters that can annoy the opposition. You, you know he can get under your skin. You, you, you want to chirp him, but he, he enjoys it. He, he, he wants someone to talk to. The Australian guys get sick of talking to him half the time, so he enjoys that moment out there. And you, you've seen Robinson go at him straight at the start, but that, that engaged him. And Warner lets that one go through. I tell you what, Hads, when I was coaching at the Redbacks, I was throwing the boys some balls in the nets next to Marnus, and he was annoying the shit out of yeah. me as well. <laughs> yeah. Just commentating to, oh, no, don't let it go, let it go. Oh, yes, beautiful, yeah. Oh, and, then, and then he was, you know, the guy that was throwing to him, he was chirping him, saying, mate, you can't bowl there. You know, just, he's one of those guys. <laughs> he's a lovely bloke. But you just want to throw the ball at him. He's one of those guys where you just think, I just want to throw the ball at him or bowl a bouncer to him. Boy, oh boy, that's streaker. That's a very early appearance. Early in the second session. Can't call him a streaker. Get his clothes on. Well, that's the modern day. You don't see them now. Ah. <laughs> if you're going to do it, do it properly. If you're going to cop the fine or whatever it is. Clearly an early start of the day, off. though. 
Television needs to start showing these people again. <laughs> now, it was about 25 years ago, TV across the world stopped showing streakers, especially if they've got clothes on. Yeah. Because we're not discouraging them by not showing them. Yeah. Let us in. <laughs> I agree. I played an ODI at the Sydney Cricket Ground, and we had, I would say, a minimum of eight to nine streakers for the game. <laughs> <laughs> it was unbelievable. It was one after the other. Was this against South Africa? He's ropes and pushed downfield. Because I was at a game at the Cricket Ground and may have been on the hill and had a few. Someone threw a barbecue chicken at Pat Simcox. They had to stop the game. I'm not kidding. Did he? That was my best s- mate. I don't know how they smuggled the in a barbecue chicken. Yep. That was my best mate. I can't give his name up, but they got him. <laughs> had to stop the game for five minutes. Well, there was a guy that came out and just demolished the stumps. Yeah. He was naked. Um, there was a guy who came out when I was Ooh, batting. Jesus, an image. There was a guy that came out, uh, and he he had a top on, and he had his he had his pants off, and he had his jumper sort of strapped around his waist, <laughs> and he had a hat on, and he bowed down in front of me like oh. he was doing that. And the other thing he had was he had his Peter Jackson blues in his other hand as well. He wasn't letting go of the cigarettes. <laughs> So I don't, don't know how he ended up, but um, they start. I reckon after that game is when they really bump the fines up. Isabel Westbury, Merv Hughes, and Callum Ferguson. The Triple M Wagner Vitamins scoreboard two for one eight five. David Warner is in the nineties. He's on ninety. Ash, what does that mean? Well, only once has he been dismissed in the nineties from hundred and fifty nine innings. <laughs> Is serious? It? Yeah, that was back in uh, 2016 against South Africa. Dismissed for 97 at the Wacker. Once, Robinson. Change of bowler, he's in. Bowling you know, nicely, as always. Past the outside edge, no run. Here you go. Do you know the percentage chance of David Warner getting out in the 90s? Please, do, do you show me your mathematical <laughs> skills? Well, it's 50%. <laughs> he either will or he won't. It's not that hard. <laughs> Oh, boy. You think about, you think about it too much, don't you? Anaconda beauty, that one. <laughs> yeah, that, that was me, man. <laughs> I'm good with... You know that 75% of stats are made up, don't you? <laughs> Not one to dissect. Not one to dissect. There you go. Heard Not it here first. Like Merv Hughes has it all. <laughs> Who needs Anaconda stats when you've got Merv Hughes next? Oh, we do. We do. Triple M does. Keen to get a couple of stats out of Ash throughout the summer on Merv Hughes' attire. If we could just keep a bit of an eye on a few of his shirts and maybe how often the Crocs come out. Because we just spotted Merv in an advertisement on TV a little earlier on yes. today wearing exactly the same shirt he's got on today. That was so live. keep some numbers on that stuff. I but did that with Channel 7 then came straight back up here. A bit of a one-shirt one wonder are you, Merv? <laughs> Oh, that's a good ball there. I'll, I'll tell you, we weren't asking, what we weren't asking for was the excuses, man. I'll tell that's you what, asking I, I know you want to talk about cricket, but I'll tell you <laughs> the percentages of me wearing Crocs this summer. 100% every day. <laughs> I'm not sure you'll get into the Adelaide Oval wearing Crocs. I'll, oh. I'll have to double check the Mate, uh, we're talking about Adelaide. dress code. Yeah, that's right. Adelaide Maybe not Oval. the members. Let's straight in. Okay. Crocs, back. And if I have to, I'll wear socks. Yep. I don't like to. So all we get the two men oh, to do is just standard. keep an eye yeah. on how many times this shirt that you're wearing today comes out. Okay, I won't wear it again if you're not happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> you're not going to listen to me and take that on board. No, no, I'm, I'm deeply hurt. <laughs> Coming from a man that wears a grey T-shirt every day. Have we got any way our listeners can have a look at vision? 
Do they want to? Well, do they need if, to see if, that shirt? If you can, if you can, have a look at the vision of Carl Ferguson, and I want you to get to me, and oh, I want a serious answer to this question: Should I take fashion tips from a bloke that wears a grey shirt? Seriously. Can we have just, a look at you? Hey, Sitting I'm, back there, strutting like a I'm big happy peacock. to take any feedback. I'll uh, own it. That's actually, fine. Is that a tie-dye shirt? Oh, no. Hey, mate, I'm going to own the shirt on. Is that one of those heat ones where it warms <laughs> up and changes colour? I, I, I hate to think that I've offended you on your shirt. A little bit of an extended break there, a few drinks in, but also a chance to have a, a mini photo shoot between yes, us. Two illustrious right. guests here. Mm. Murphy's and Callum Ferguson. Who, who wore when, it better? Now, I'll tell you what. Just <laughs> I'd like, love when, to wear that shirt. When we're talking about fashion, it's interesting that your outfit hasn't come up too, just quietly. Uh, what, are you, what are you saying about my outfit? Well, Obviously, you don't look in the mirror when you go out. Murph hasn't taken too kindly to see raising up his shirt, has he? He's, he's come out firing. Triple M cricket on Instagram. If you want to get your voices heard, please do. I mean, I, I threw a breadcrumb on that hook thinking I might get a little nibble from a King George Whiting and ended up with a snapper. <laughs> a gummy shark. Might have even... Might have been a white pointer. Yeah, pointer. Uh. Audacious coming from you. That's yeah, I thought so. <laughs> Yeah, you've got Izzy offside now, Merv. Oh, not a good sign. <laughs> she hasn't been happy since his first ball yesterday, though, to be honest. James Brayshaw, Callum Ferguson and Aaron Finch. Travis head off the mark. Got a real dirty mo going there, too. I presume that's Oof. a Movember thing. Well, it's, we're in December now. Nine days into December. Well, he's, but what I'm saying is, is he just liked it and kept it. The Dale, the, the Dale might have said, oh, I like it. Oh, we'll no. stick with it. I doubt that. Real rough Strongly rubby sort of look, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, he's no eye candy anyway, Trav. He's <laughs> certainly not with Not that. like yourself. No, he's no, well, that's right. I'm providing it. Yes, and well, I look around, I see Mervyn Tubb. Bloody <laughs> like, I'm not competing against a lot. <laughs> Big Gus. You'd like yep. to think you'd have him covered, Ash Chua. <laughs> Tiny little mini-me. <laughs> and then Ferg, want to be Greg Blewett. Yeah, I know. Well, then we've got a couple of Greg Blewetts in the... Oh, hang on. How'd you keep out of that? Mark Howard, Mark Taylor and Merv Hughes. Talked about Tubby, Merv. I used to have a deal with Jeannie Pop, my mum, that as a young bloke in 89 watching the Ashes, she said to me, right, you can stay up till there's a wicket. And your man Tubby and Swampy went out there and I stayed up till about 3am because they didn't get out for the entire day. Oh, that was a good old days. Yeah, that was one of the most boring days cricket I've ever watched. <laughs> Two blokes blocking and battling and geez, get out and let someone have a crack. For... <laughs> I'm, I'm really disappointed we got away from that uh, game that you, you sat up all night because I was just going to give Tubby a compliment. <laughs> Watching that day was sensational. So 89, Jeff Marsh and, and watching this Tubby, watching him, him go about it. And then watching David Gower at lunch the next day. Oh, yeah. That... Came into the lunchroom. And we're sort of sitting there eating. We're one for plenty. Yeah, Swampy got out. That's Swampy right. got out. Yeah. David Gower walked in the lunchroom, picked up a bottle of champagne, the glass, fills the glass up with champagne, looked at our table, the Aussie boys are sitting there. Well, here's to our first wicket. Sculled it and walked out of the room. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> story. True story. story. Yep. Yeah, nice, nice bottle of uh, well, oh. Bollinger or something Mom. like that. Yeah. Mom. Yeah. <laughs> right. Posted there one week. I think we were at one for 400 and something <laughs> at that stage. <laughs> And then the thing, we went on to make at 600 in that game. And then England came out and they were two for one. <laughs> if I remember correctly, um, I think their one might have been a leg by as well. I think Athers <laughs> got a duck and I think it might have been Martin Moxon or someone got a duck. So they were oh. two for one 
chasing something like four for 640 oh. declared. Another Noe. Yeah, Atherton. Michael Atherton was the other batsman. Uh, missed so Atherton who? And Moxon. It was Moxon. Yeah. Who was that, Terry Alderman? And that was uh, Alderman. Correct. LBW, of course, with one of the wickets. <laughs> We're talking yes. about 89 Ashes. We might as well continue. Talk to me about Robin Smith and the slower ball. Oh, no, no. Uh, Chris Broad. Broad, Chris Broad, Broad, Broad Left-hander, first test match. I think oh. everyone was expecting a bouncer. Um, and you rolled out that bit of pus out the back of the hand, Harry, and yeah, knocked him over. Oh. So that was the first test at Leeds, wasn't it? That was. Well, uh, so I got hit around a bit, and the angrier I got, I reckon he just thought I was going to bowl short. But just a, a thinking man's fast bowl on me, Howie. I think, oh. I think Terry Alderman told me to bowl a slow ball. <laughs> yeah, just with Pat Cummins. So back in 2017-18, home series here in Australia against England, he averaged 42 with the bat, three scores of 40-plus uh, for Pat Cummins. Has he got a test 50? High score is 63, two half centuries. Has he got a hat trick? Oh, he's not that good then, is he? <laughs> Puts a damper on it, doesn't it? <laughs> no, he's an outstanding, oh, outstanding uh, player, isn't he? About blowing your own trumpet. You're not going to count that one against the West Indies as a hat-trick. It was over 14 days and yeah. six innings, wasn't three it? Three wickets in three balls, Ken. <laughs> yeah, with 18 days apart. Champion. The Cougars Mild Ale. Triple M rocks the ashes. For Cooper's Mild Ale, Triple M rocks the ashes. Dan Ganane, Callum Ferguson and Greg Blewett. Pretty good session for England, but this lead is blowing out to what is becoming a problem for them. Yeah, it is a lead of 93. I thought at the start of the day, if they could restrict Australia's lead to around about 100, they're very much in this game. So it's getting to that point now where it, it could get out of hand for England. But I tell you what, if you, if you think back two hours ago, they were in all sorts of I mean, it was looking ugly. Yeah, I think it was our man Greg Blewett who let the pops oh. back into the game. There's no doubt about it. There we go. Yeah, ever since uh, Bluey suggested there was a race between Labuschagne and Warner for who would get to 100 first, we lost four for 29 in eight overs of rot. Gee, we've given it to him. We haven't let him forget. And neither of them got to 100 either. No. No, yeah, you're they wrong. didn't. You really did a good number on Yeah, them. you got rid of Labuschagne for 74, and then yep. Warner went for 94. Although, yep. let's be honest, if you're ever not going to feel sorry for someone getting out the nervous 90s, it had to be Warner today because he rode he his luck. luck. He had some luck. Only the second time out in the 90s, yes. Dave Warner. That's amazing. 2,400s. Another thing that Greg Blewett mentioned earlier, only once out in the 90s, Blewett mentioned earlier. You're, he did, did I'm he? not joking. I was sitting right behind us here on that couch. <laughs> Dan Ganane, Murph Hughes and Mark Taylor. The chew man for Anaconda. Yeah, Travis had 100 runs in the session, so that's the first time ever a batsman has scored 100 in a session at this very venue at the Gabba. Whoa. You're kidding. Hey, wow. What a stat. Yeah, that's man. Surprising. Yeah, yeah. That's but, surprising. But it must be said it's an extended session. Oh, yeah, man. yeah. Just. So let, let's put things in perspective. By five minutes, Merv. Well, is that Jeez. extended or not? <laughs> it is. Absolutely, even, even, absolutely it is. But, but, even with, but even with 
Um, without the rain delays yesterday, the extra time, they would have played the extra time because of the over. Overrate, yeah. So, but don't take nothing away from it. It's a fantastic hundred. <laughs> oh, got it as a good clip, but ultimately it is an extended session <laughs> where Dougie Walters got in less than two hours. That's a session of cricket. Yeah, but they, Come on, you blokes! But they did bowl a lot more overs, so he had more balls oh. to face. Now they, the, bowl, the over rates are slower. Travis Head's on his feet and he's talking with Mark Wood and he seems to be okay. And let's not escape the fact that it is an extended <laughs> session. <laughs> well, take, taking nothing, don't, don't get me wrong, listeners out there, it's been a fantastic night, it's come at a good clip. But in the old days, it would have been a two-hour session. He would have had a, a sleepless night because he's on 97 night out. He had to come back and get it. He's got 100. He's got 100 in a session. But it's an extended session. 100 in a session. You blokes, you South Australians, you want to wake up yourself. Are you from South Australia? No, New South Wales. Oh, well, sorry. 100 in a session is 100 in a session. And he's done it in 27 overs. Yeah, so usually go. there's yeah. about 30 overs in a session. No, there's not. Well, there's 90 overs. In the day, yeah. In the day. The day. No, there's normally about 25 overs in a session. <laughs> the way yeah. that English blokes bowl it, <laughs> slow as fuck. Get on with the game, let's go. It's been an outstanding innings either way. <laughs> I don't care that's gone a little bit over time. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just pointing out facts. F A C T, you blokes. <laughs> what about now? What, now, Dave? Or bang. Oh. oh. Off the bat, onto the glove, into the jaw. Yeah, onto the. Onto and. Seriously. Did well not to fall on his stump. No, no, you have a look at that. They couldn't use that in the next Terminator movie when someone gets shot. That's a great death. It just hits the deck. Like, it was slow motion. Like that. Seriously, to our listeners, have a look at that in slow motion. That, that is just fantastic. Listen to this in slow motion. Listen no, to no. this in slow motion. People have got telephones now that they can get the app up and watch it. Tub. Not dinosaurs like that. would you stop picking on him? What, what are we dealing with here? <laughs> Mate, I've played with this guy for, for years. Mate, uh, two days. Two days I've dealt with him. Yeah, that's it, mate. You've had a gutful already, haven't you? <laughs> Funny thing is, I enjoy it. I don't know what this is yeah. about me. Mate, yeah, I, I, did, mate, I did till I day three. Hey, day tub, three, tub, I was tub, gone. Wait, wait till this time tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> now, Tub, I've got to ask you, after receiving a ball like that, mm. after receiving a good bouncer, the next ball... How do you face up with a clear mind? Because that's you don't. well, that's what Travis Head did there. Well, he defended the ball beautifully in behind it. You'd just be thinking, "Oh, here we go." Well, I was going to ask you, what would you have bowled there? And now the beamer. <laughs> Mark would definitely didn't mean to bowl a beamer, no. but I was interested when he was running into. Does he bowl a bouncer? No. Like to to follow up a cracking beamer, like the old doodlebug no. they used to call it, a low flying body, you know, that come at you. The doodlebug. Or do you a bowl booth? The bouncer. The bouncer. <laughs> Wood, he, he's bowling quick. You'd unsettle the bloke. The next two balls are half volleys on off stump. Like, seriously, stick it up his nose. <laughs> They're too so, nice, Englishmen. They're too nice. So if you bowl a searing bouncer, collect the batsman, yep. you're entitled to bowl a bouncer next up. Yeah, that's yep. true. But yep. if you beam the guy, yeah. is there part of you, your mentality, Merv, that says, I can't bounce him now? No. <laughs> and that's why Mark Wood's a decent bloke and Merv's not. <laughs> so Mark Wood's a decent bloke? Yeah. You've never met him? I have. I have met him. And I've chatted with him in the past. And, mate, I prefer to spend a couple of days in the commentary box with him rather than you. <laughs> I, I've, got, I've got to be honest with you. I said it before on air and I'll say it again. You're a flog. You're a flog. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. My legal team are now listening to this commentary. <laughs> Triple M rocks the ashes.